Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a podcast where we learn all of the ways we trip, stumble, and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. I want to insert this disclaimer that while I am a licensed mental health therapist, this is not therapy. This is not a substitute for therapy. This is, however, something that you can listen to to give you some insight, give you some ideas, some things to think about, and work with the therapist in your local area if you need one. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. We're going to talk about time. I'm going to do this a little bit different because the topic of time and timelines and when you should or shouldn't do things is very in-depth, very detailed. It can go in many different directions. So for this episode, I'm going to try to keep us kind of just focused on the general idea of time, the general sense of time and what that looks like and how it kind of trips people up and how it gets us stumbling and, you know, things in that nature. Again, I, we could go so many different directions if we really start talking about how we put ourselves on these, you know, ridiculous timelines and time frames on when things should or shouldn't happen. I'm going to touch on it a little bit, but I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. So stay tuned for today with me while we talk about this topic. So let's dive in. Time. What is time? What does it mean to you? Do you have a fear of it? Do you, you know, are you overwhelmed about time? Is it something that you run from? Is it something you run towards? Where do you fall on the on the list or the spectrum or the the timeline, hint, hint, timeline for time? So for a lot of us, if we have too much time on our hands, we don't get anything done. And if you listen to an episode I did in January where I had Lauren Muir on, I even talked about for myself that when I'm not working towards something or when I have too much time on my hands, I really like fall off of things. I don't get anything accomplished. I'm not able to really do anything if I have too much time. And at the same token, if I don't have enough time, similar things can happen, right? I'm, I force myself into like rushing or we, you know, and I'm not alone in this, but we force ourselves into rushing and we do things like that. But let's just kind of stick to this idea of too much time for a second. So when I say too much time, I don't mean like, you know, you're, you have this endless clock or you don't have a clock at all, or you're not following a clock. I'm talking about too much time in terms of maybe you are setting a deadline or you're in a job where there's a deadline you know and it's three or four months away and so you you're waiting to even start it because it's just way too far away and you can't think about it or like think about when you were in school middle school high school probably even elementary for some of us where you if you had too much time you would really procrastinate right you would run from the assignment until the week of the night before or some of us, mm, I'm not even going to whisper this, some of us waited until the day of the hour before it was due to actually do something. And, you know, there are many reasons that, you know, we fall into the procrastination or we fall into, you know, not using our time wisely. Uh, for some, it's, you know, it is a matter of not knowing how to manage it. For others, it's just like, you know, it's just too much. I don't need to think about it. It's overwhelming. But then there's this other kind of subset, or maybe this is kind of mixed in where anxiety or sabotage shows up in terms of time. So when it, when that is happening, it, it typically looks like procrastination. It typically looks like avoidance. So, you know, avoidance has different meanings, but in this context, we're gonna be talking about 
avoidance in the sense of, you know, you have something to do, but you put everything else in front of it, right? Maybe you're dreading it. Maybe you're, you don't feel like you have enough information on the topic or the situation, or maybe you have too much and you just really don't want to deal with it. So you avoid it. And then there's the whole procrastination. And procrastination has so many different underlying meanings that that could be an entire podcast episode of itself, which actually, you know what, I might do one on that in the future. But for now, let's just talk about procrastination in terms of, you know, you know something is is coming, you know you need to do something, but you really just wait. You, you might be afraid that you won't have enough time to start it. You might be afraid that you don't have the knowledge or the skill for it. You might be afraid of what the outcome of that thing might be. Like there's so many reasons that we procrastinate, but it definitely is something that really gets in our way, especially if you are a person who is trying to reach a goal, make your own way, level up or whatever phrase you want to put in there. Right. So like procrastination can show up because you don't think you're good enough. I'm just going to rip the bandaid off with this one. Right. So one of the biggest reasons that we procrastinate or that we air quote waste our time is because we don't think we deserve whatever's on the other side of it. We don't think we're good enough or worthy enough or deserve it enough of whatever's on the other side. So we end up really pushing it off and waiting and avoiding and procrastinating and then we'll rush and do something. How many, you all can't see me obviously, but like how many, raise your hand if you're alone and you want to, are people who will procrastinate there. It Just in case it doesn't work out well, you can use the excuse, well, you know what? I really didn't have enough time. I didn't put enough time into that. So that's why that happened. Many of us, if we're honest with ourselves, will be in that category. I have definitely lived in that category. I have definitely spent a lot of time, more time than I even want to acknowledge or admit in the category of let me wait until the last minute just in case the the people don't like it or just in case it doesn't turn out well. And then I can say, well, it's because I really didn't have enough time. I really only put X amount of time into it. And that's why it's X, Y, and Z. As opposed to just maybe being honest with myself or honest with, you know, whoever's on the other side and just say like, yeah, I just, you know, didn't think I was able enough to do it. I wasn't good enough to do it. I wasn't worthy. I wasn't, you know, deserving of that thing so that's you know what actually happened and so that's a that's a whole other thing too but that's a huge part of what happens with time and how some of us have kind of a fear of it right so some of us also live in this world of if I have more time to do things then I really might make my own way and I really might do what I've been saying I want to do or dreaming about doing or talking to other people are doing, I really might make that thing happen. So, oh, that's so scary. That's so uncomfortable. Let me just run from that. Let me just get out of the way. Let me hide. Let me avoid. Let me procrastinate. Let me hand it off to someone else. Let me do all these things to just really not have to do the things that even if I've said I wanted to do that I've wanted to do or that someone's put on us to do. Because depending on where you are in your life, where you are in your career, you may have people that depend on you for things, right? If you are a content creator, you may have people depending on you for new content. If you are a an author, you might have people waiting on you for a new book. If you are a playwright, right, you might have people waiting for that. If you work a you know traditional nine to five or you work for someone else, you likely have deadlines to get things done you know, in management, there's always a report that's going to be due on a certain day. And so if you fall into the category of not thinking that you're good enough, you're not deserving, you're not worthy, 
you probably find yourself procrastinating as well. And then over time, that fear, like you really do develop a fear of time. And I know we don't talk about that often. And of course, on this podcast, we always talk about the things that we don't talk about often, right? We are bringing all the things from the dark to the light so that we can move them out of our way and we can live and, and do the things that we want to do, right? That's what is what we do on this podcast. So if you're here, it's because you also believe in that world and you believe in that too, and you are doing that as well. So, you know, just thinking about that, right? And then, you know, if you also are there, then you probably find yourself being a person that rushes through things right? So like, you don't necessarily, you're not necessarily procrastinating. You're not really avoiding, but you rush through, you rush to get it done. And what is that about? I am definitely guilty of that. And immediately is, and the reason I chuckled is because I immediately thought about a comment on a report card I had in third or fourth grade. And I remember my teacher telling my mom that I, if I would rush through my work so that I could put my head down or so that I could talk to people around me. Yes, I was a talker in school, like, you know, all other boss babes, I was a talker. So, you know, I would rush through to get things done so that I could, you know, be on the other side of it and be talking or hanging out or writing or drawing or doing something. I was not an artist. I am not an artist, but I would, you know, I'm a doodler, so I would doodle. So, that's the thing too, right? You're rushing through. And as we move through adult life, I can think of plenty of other times where I also have rushed through things. And I want you to take a moment too to think about times that you have rushed through things. Think about some of those times where it wasn't a deadline necessarily, but it was something and you just rushed through it. You wanted to get on the other side of it for whatever reason. And sometimes those are good reasons. So many of you know that I had my first child pretty young, what I consider young. Some people don't consider young, but I had my first child pretty young and I had dropped out of college when I got pregnant with him and then, you know, went back. And so when I went back to school, I really was trying to rush through some of those courses so that I can get my degree and, you know, make more money to take care of, of him and myself. And so, you know, when that happens, like there, there are some legitimate good reasons to rush through. But then there's some that's just not, right? So if you are rushing through something because it's uncomfortable and you're rushing through and you're not really getting the lessons that you need, you're not really learning what you need to learn, then you're going to end up having to do rework or you're going to have to end up going through that same process again for a different reason in a different category. So it's something really to think about if you find yourself rushing through things in hopes of you know, it adding some value on the other side or it moving you to another, another space faster. And that is, you know, can get you in a lot of trouble if you are a person who is doing that without any type of structure or any type of plan for the fallout. So if you're doing that and you've got people depending on you, that really could backfire, which again, can set up this idea of failure, can set up this idea that you, you know, reinforce this negative beliefs that you have about yourself, which overall in turn will, will give you this kind of fear of time. The other thing with that, and again, going back to, you know, the comment on my report card, in addition to it saying that I would, you know, rush through to talk or to do something else, it also talked about how if I would have taken my time, how much better the work would be and how much better, you know, the paper or the assignment, whatever it was, would be. And as an as I think about that in my adult life, I think about how that also impacts 
me and I've seen it impact other people in terms of if you are rushing through and you're not putting, you know, enough detail. Again, I'm not saying you need to be, you know, super slow or take forever on something. But if you're not putting in enough detail, then you are turning in work that's not your best. But that also can drive you know, in, increase fear, right? Like just saying that in that moment, if I'm being honest, just made me almost pause and be fearful in that moment of just thinking like, man, if I really were to put my effort, full effort into something, full time into something, what would that do? What would happen? Would that then be the new expectation? Because that's also a thing, right? When we start talking about time, we we really don't want new expectations. We really don't want people to know that we can do all things great if we don't really believe it ourselves. Now, if you are a person who has already worked through that or that's not your struggle area, then you are okay with people knowing that you are the best at something or you are the bomb at something and you want them to see the best foot forward, right? But all of us aren't there. And so if you're in a space where you're still making your own way or you're still you know, kind of doing your thing, you might be a person who is like, you know what? I don't want to put more time into it because I don't want people to know that I really can do this. I don't want to even face it myself that I can do it. Because when once you face your skill set, once you really know where you are, it's almost impossible to not stay in that space for the, for the, the duration, right? And then grow from there. I remember the first time I acknowledged myself that I was a great clinician. And I'm not saying that to be cocky or to be, you know, like braggadocious in any way, but there were some things that that we use or there are some things that we use in the mental health field to measure, you know, clinical work, clinical outcomes. And based on the measurements, based on the, the data, I really was a successful clinician and successful in terms of being a great clinician in terms of the um, success rate of my clients right? How much did they actually change the things that they came in to work on? What was their improvement, you know, later? What did they report, you know, 6, 12, 18 months after the services were over? If you are a person that takes those kind of surveys, like really just measuring that. And then also looking at just the impact, right? Because you know, when you are good at something, you know, that if you have a skill set of something that people let you know immediately, right? So like, if you are a chef, you know the moment someone tastes your food, how they feel about it. There, are, There's no questions, there's no doubts, there's no way to kind of mistake that, right? If you are a track star or, or track runner, you know when you see the, that clock, what you did. You know when you look on the either side of you and see if you came in first, second, third, or wherever you placed, then you know what that is, right? There's no denying, no doubting that. So sometimes for many of us, like that drives a whole other level of fear, because maybe we don't know or we're not ready to accept that we really are on that level. But once I acknowledged it and once I accepted it, there was a moment in time where I was like, ooh, I really want to go back. I don't want to operate here. I don't want to acknowledge this because I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm deserving. I don't think I'm worthy. And so once you work through that, you know, that gets better. And I have definitely done a lot of work in that area. And so I can say without flinching, I can say without feeling like I'm being braggy, that I really am good at what I do. I know how to do what I do. I can, you know, do it almost instantly. And I'm I'm great with that. And I actually love it and welcome it because it does make me better. And it helps me when I'm talking to friends or family or colleagues when they call and they have a question about something 
mental health related, like I am comfortable with being able to say that and and help them as well, because that's a huge part of my personal mission is not only for me to be the best clinician that I can be for my clients, but also to make sure that the people around me, if that's their goal, that they reach their goal as well. And so, you know, that's a little thing when it comes to time or when it comes to acknowledging where you are and how much time you have for something like that's a thing too. On the other side, thinking about when you have too little time, if you don't have enough time to do even the basics, it also makes you want to procrastinate. It makes you want to avoid. It makes you want to kind of run from your responsibilities. And so really looking at like, can you be honest with yourself when you are faced with a new goal you want to set or when you are, you know, setting some times for a project you're working on or someone calls you and asks you, can you do something? You really want to be in a space where you can say, how much time is that going to take? And do I have the time to give to that? And if you don't, be honest with yourself so that you can be honest with that person and say, you know what? While I would love to help you, I really don't have time for that. But if you do want to help, like then it gives you space to look around to figure out what do I need to do to shift some things so that I can have time? How does that work for you? How is that going to work, right? Because that's another, a whole new set of boundaries that you are setting for yourself. And it's a new freedom, especially in relation to time, when you can look at something and say, you know what? I really don't have time, space, capacity to handle that right now. But I will at this stage, or I will at this point, or let me move some things around so that I can do that. And being honest with yourself to know that, that also can help you reduce anxiety and depression and the fear of being a failure when you can look at your schedule, when you can look at the time it takes you to get something done. Because here's the thing, everybody operates on a different time frame. Whether, I, yes, we all have the same 24 hours. We all have, you know, the same ability to do things in that 24 hours. But for some of us, it takes a little longer. So speaking of that, like in terms of reading, I love to read, but there are some subjects and some books that I really have to read the chapters over and over so that I can retain the information. So because I know that and I know those subjects, if someone calls me or if I'm doing something in one of those categories or areas, I am now comfortable with being able to say, you know what? It's going to take me an additional hour or two to read that material because I need to read it a few times to get it. Or I need to be able to ask some additional questions before I can do this. So that's something to really think about too in terms of time and, and this idea of, you know, am I afraid of time or why am I afraid of time? Do I, you know, can I do something different so that I am reducing my symptoms of anxiety? I'm reducing my symptoms of depression. I'm reducing the uh, the rate that I might feel like a failure. And I can be successful in what I do because the more success we have, and when I say success, I don't necessarily mean like financial success. I mean success in terms of you feel good about what you're contributing. You feel good about what you're doing. You feel good that if you wake up tomorrow morning and you say, you know what? The only thing I want to get done today is doing these dishes and then sitting on the couch for eight to 10 hours to just, you know, do some self-care or rejuvenation. If that's all you're doing, being successful in that, right? Making sure you have allotted enough time so that you can do that thing. Because when you do that, it really does fire off some endorphins in your brain and it really makes you feel better. So that's something that really think about. And I want you to kind of sit down with yourself and, you know, take 10 minutes or longer to really write out, where am I at with this idea of time? 
Am I a person that is, you know, following some detailed timeline and if I don't reach my time goals, I feel like a failure? Or am I somebody that can just kind of float through and, and do it a different way? But think about that. The other thing to think about is this idea that, and maybe it's not an idea, but I want to make this statement, that it's been proven that if you rush through things without putting, you know, something in place to make sure you're retaining or without doing the necessary steps to to make sure that the thing has structure around it, that you will have to redo it. It won't stick, it won't last, you won't remember, and it will negatively impact your own mental health. And if you are a person that does things for others, and I know that's, a, again, that's something that we can talk about, the pros and cons of that. But if you are a person that really does like to help other people or you like to be involved with other people, not knowing how much time or not being honest with not rushing through really can make you feel like you are failing yourself, you are failing them. And then it has set this cycle of avoidance and ultimately this, this cycle or this fear of time. So I really want you to think about that. And I want you to sit down and I want you to write down your where you are with time. Do you like where you are with time? Is it something that you want to put some change in? Is it something that you think you need to put some change in? And really be honest with yourself about it. And also be extremely honest with yourself about how much time it actually takes you to do certain things. So that when you are faced with that category or that situation, you can be honest and know exactly what it's going to take for you. Because if you are making your own way, if you are living the life or trying to get to the life that you want, and I know I'm a goal-oriented person, but everybody's not that. So whatever it is that you're trying to do that makes you feel good, time is a huge piece of that. And being honest with how much time it takes or how much time it doesn't take is a huge thing to help you get where you're going. Let me know what you think about that. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. Please hit the subscribe button and also leave a rating and a comment if you are listening on iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to stay connected with me, please follow me on social media at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC on Instagram and LinkedIn and Brittany A. Johnson on Facebook. You should also head over to my website and subscribe to the mail list so that you can stay fully connected and be first to know when something new is coming out. And that's BrittanyAJohnson.com. Until next time.